3: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Afternoon,
1: at the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be. It's 5
4: o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal head.
1: This is prime time on Sports Radio 1080. The fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Prime time is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports.
4: Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Roth.
1: I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sakanit. I'm a dude. playing a dude. Disguise as another dude. Prime time on 1080. The Fan. All
0: right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little Monday. It's your sports bros. Rop. That's me. Suck. Big Sook is not right over there. Look, uh, dude. He's in New uh, Orleans. He'll be back tomorrow. He will join me out of the cage. We'll be out there at uh, X-Golf Tualatin tomorrow for the Fan Winter Golf Classic. So join us 3 to 7. Hopefully Mike Barrett will stop by. And, of course, Danny and Dusty will be up at X-Golf Vancouver for the Winter Golf Classic up there from noon to 3, if you're in either of those areas. The Fan Bros would love to see you. Uh, Ryan Buckley is here. Coming up this hour, he is going to tell us his court-storming story. Pretty lame. I mean, we talked court-storming all through our
4: first hour of radio broadcast today and he did not mention it. Well it wasn't relevant. I mean the topic was, but we were talking about whether to outlaw it or not. We were not talking about whether or not I looked like a jackass <laughs> storming the court against Colorado in an NIT game.
1: <laughs>
0: <That> <laughs> the still blows yes. me away that it was the NIT. <laughs> so who's work okay, so this this one I, I'm also getting I'm getting fresh court storming information like every five minutes here. Apparently, I have found out now. My sources are telling me that Will Ortner once stormed a court at a volleyball game at Central Washington. So I don't know what's
3: worse, like, Central
0: Washington. Uh, we got a volleyball court storming. And no, I'd never stormed the court at Kansas because we don't do that. We're so good. Even back then, no one had stormed. The, has anyone? Although, when was the
4: last time the court got stormed at KU?
0: You know, that's a good question. I don't think they, in my lifetime, I don't remember them ever doing it yeah. at Allen Fieldhouse. I think they w- they'll do it at. Like the fans at, um, they'll rush the court. At, you know, like the Final Four sure. and stuff like that. Maybe, well, maybe but no, not. let that's
4: too court. Like I don't think that fans really have access anymore. You know, I don't that. know. Not I a thing know. you do. You're too good for that. Although I will
0: tell you, I, I'll try to. When we talk about this, I'll tell you a great one of my favorite Allen Fieldhouse stories. In which case, I mean, like if we did storm the court, that would have been the day. And it, uh, this is why I love court storming is that it would have been such a blast to do it. But that's uh, that's coming up. A little Anthony Kim talk. Should we really be booing the Blazers? Apparently they were being booed last night. And look, I get it. They sucked. But... Um, and then if we have time. I, mean, I have so much stuff in my notes. The richest sports teams continue to fail. And it's glorious. Hopefully we'll have time for that. Coming up tonight in the club, I've got a, uh, a proposal for you. And it involves a mansion. I want to give you a mansion but there's a catch. Hmm. That'll be tonight in our club hour. And, um, trying to think about it. Yeah, you know, we may talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. I always love that. Okay. And uh, what's happening at some fine Mexican resorts hmm. these days? Is there a swindle going on? It's not good. Oh. So that's what we have coming up. If you don't like that, I don't know what to tell you. Right now,
1: the Hot Five at Five. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the hot five at five. That's hot. The hot five at five on prime time with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it, that's very hot. The hot five at five with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victorico's.com. Number five.
0: Yeah, a couple people bringing this up. I should have. I should have mentioned uh,
4: basketball. We don't storm the court at Kansas. Football, we do. We storm the field. Yeah, when the fighting Manginos have you going, you got to do yeah. it.
0: Well, I, I don't think we did then. Well, maybe no, we did you this.
4: had to have that season because well, you had to have beat somebody good.
0: we we'd won like one game in seven years, and then we beat Texas, and you better believe they rushed that game. Yeah, damn, damn straight, you did. Anthony Kim is back. Former U.S. Ryder Cup upstart will play professional golf for the first time since 2012. He will be at this week's live event. Uh, Kim won three times in six years on the PGA Tour in 2008 and 2010, but he hung it up after an Achilles injury that led to surgery in 2012. Rumor has it he's been partying. He has not played even recreationally for years. He is now 38. And securing that bag, I, I do want to talk about this just briefly. I do
4: too. I didn't realize. I mean, I, I knew that partying might be a component. I didn't realize that he had just like stopped playing completely. That was that was news to me. Yeah, I don't
0: think. I mean, I'm sure he's ramping it up now.
4: Well, but. yeah, I, I bet he's not rolling out there cold. But at the same time, I, I didn't realize it was such a hiatus. Well, I tell you,
0: his story Number is really four. an interesting
4: one. We'll, we'll get to that.
0: Uh, let's see what else I have for you. The Ducks are two games back of Arizona in the Pac-12 men's basketball race. There are four games to play. Now, the good news is, is that Oregon does get uh, Arizona one more time. The Ducks will host Oregon State this Wednesday, and then it's off to Tucson to play the Wildcats, which will be a huge game not only for the league, but the Ducks probably need to win that game to get an at-large uh, spot in the NCAA tournament. Right now they are 18-9 and on the season. Many believe they'll need a win like that one over Arizona to get them an at-large spot. Now. The other way they can get in is if they can uh, win the Pac-12 basketball tournament. Uh, Houston is the new number one in men's hoops uh, this week. Purdue is number two. Connecticut is three tonight. You've got one top 25 team in action, and that is North Carolina right now, who is at home in the uh, early in the second half. They are leading uh, Miami 41-37. Three. The Cubs have retained free agent outfielder Cody Bellinger on a three-year deal. Uh, They're saying that's for $80 million. He will make $30 million each of the next two seasons, and then if he makes it to that third year, he'll get $20. Uh, he hit 307 with 26 bombs for Chicago last season. Uh, three major free agents are still on the market. They are all Scott Boras clients. Uh, pitchers Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery, also third baseman Matt Chapman. By the way, I was looking at the odds today on where Matt Chapman will sign. And the Mariners, even though they are saying they're balking at his price tag, the Mariners are actually the odds-on favorite in Vegas to sign Matt Chapman.
4: I like that guy's game. I liked him in Oakland. I know it wasn't you know, all great in uh, in Toronto, but uh, I, I think he's pretty good. Well, he's
0: got a great glove. Yeah. Uh, the Dodgers have traded outfielder Manuel Margot to the Twins for a prospect. Raise your hand if you even knew Manuel Margot was with the Dodgers. I did not. Not me. Uh, two little signings, infielder Kiki Hernandez has returned to the Dodgers, and former
4: Giants shortstop Brandon Crawford, your boy. I watched a little uh, nostalgic three-minute highlight video of him in Giants stuff today. It got a little dusty. <clears throat> he has signed with the
0: St. Louis Cardinals. He'll be a backup to some rookie phenom that they have. Uh, the Bengals have placed the franchise tag on wide receiver T. Higgins. Uh, Combine begins tomorrow in Indianapolis, although I think a lot of guys are getting there today. Uh, Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels will not throw. Bears GM Ryan Poles is set to meet with the media tomorrow morning. There are reports that a framework of a Justin Fields trade could be in place this week at the Combine. Meanwhile, in Kansas City, Andy Reid is expected to become the highest paid head coach in the NFL as those sides have opened up extension talks. And the Niners have interviewed former Chargers coach Brandon Staley for their vacant defensive coordinator position. Current staffers Nick Sorensen and Daniel Bullocks are also in the running, and there are reports that the Niners will talk to a few more outside candidates next week. You know, there are a lot of good defensive coordinators out there for your Niners. I mean, like uh, Ron Rivera, I don't think has a job, right? I mean, I thought thought he went to Dallas. Did he go to Dallas? I think he went to Dallas. No, that's Mike Zimmer.
4: Oh, you're right. And
0: not that he would take a defensive coordinator job, he may just. Yeah, I think it was
4: reported that he might. You're right.
0: But you got him and Vrabel and Staley. Boy, if they
4: could get Vrabel, I'd love that. You get (laughs) Belichick? No, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, (laughs) yeah, like Belichick, Vrabel, and uh, what's Staley? uh, No, not Staley, but um, Rivera. Rivera. All three really good candidates, but I don't. I mean, I would imagine they're just waiting to be head coaches next, not defensive coordinators. But if you could get them, it would be great. And number one is the NFL will vote this March whether or not to adopt the XFL kickoff model. Uh, The way they do it in the XFL is as follows. The kicker lines up at his own 30, with the other 10 members of his team lining up at the opponent's 35. So they're all the way on the other side of the field. They're only five yards away from the returning team. So the kicker and the returner are the only players who can move Until the ball is fielded, touchbacks are placed at the 35-yard line. Now, the point of this is to get This makes a ton of sense. Yeah, the the idea is to get more returns, but also, of course, limit the high-speed collisions. They say in 2023, only 22% of all kickoffs in the NFL were returned. So, yes, I think you're uh, exactly right. This does make a lot of sense, and I think you would like it in the NFL.
4: Well, there's... They have been trying for a long time to try to keep the action in the game while take out the, taking out the most dangerous plays. And all the stats show that kickoff returns are among, if not the most, I mean, it is the most dangerous play in football because guys are running at each other at such high speeds and they're trying to break the wedge. You line them up five yards apart from each other, it's yeah. not that different than That's them right. lining up for a play. So I, I love this idea. It's way better, yeah, and, and you'll get more return.
0: Yeah, But I. <clears throat> it's so true. It's like I always, I always watch uh, kickoff returns with disdain because as a fan, I'm like, come on, you know, like, like, it's a chance to score a touchdown. Yeah, get run. out there, do it. Yeah, get out. And then, and then I'm like, well, what am I talking about? This guy is terrified that he's going to get trucked. You know, like, it's not that easy, dude. But as a fan, I'm like, come on, run. you know, like, I I feel like you should have more
4: balls as a kicker,
1: <laughs>
0: as a kick returner. But then I'm like, dude, you try it.
4: Yeah. Yeah, if I'm seven yards deep in my own end zone, yeah. no, I'm not taking the chance to get my neck broken. God, Thank I'm, you.
0: Right. You're running full speed at those bros coming at you full speed. Well, no, the
4: dudes in front of the returner building the wedge. They just <laughs> yeah. got to put
0: their heads down and brace themselves. Yeah, F that. All right, guys. Stop goofing off here. It's the Hot Five at Five. It's brought to you by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victorico's.com. Uh, we've got a lot to get to this hour buck likes to storm the court but only for the nit anthony kim is back and should we really be booing the blazers it's five thirteen on the fan
4: call from mom answer it call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
3: Yeah, on that XFL kickoff rule that the NFL is considering adopting, someone asked
0: what they do about squib kicks and onside kicks. I don't know that.
4: I would imagine there would be penalties if you didn't get the kick to go a certain distance. And I mean, squibs might be out, or or you might have to kick it extra high for like a fair catch, something like that. I mean, uh, those are problems that we address when we get there. Well, the onside kick, I think. The way that they have changed the rules on that—that that we're going to get to the point where I, I think they might do that whole fourth and twelve thing. You know, have you, have you seen that rule? What's that? That basically you get the ball. I want to say at your own, your own eighteen, and you get one fourth and twelve uh, to try and. And then if you convert it and you get to the thirty, you basically get to c- continue your drive from there. Yeah, instead of an onside. Right, and if you and if you lose it, then you you get you give up the ball there.
0: Well, I don't know if they adopted the XFL kickoff. Rules which we just explained, you couldn't onside.
4: No, that, that's what I'm saying. You would have to either regular kick or you'd have to like institute a rule like the fourth and 12 where that is that takes the place of the onside kick. Yeah,
0: yeah, very interesting. But the you know, the onside, I love the onside, I think it's
4: a really fun play, but now they've rendered it basically useless. Yeah, you can't line up enough guys on the field on that side of the field to make it yeah. effective anymore and
0: someone mentioned, you know, the the touchback would be would taken all the way out to the 35. Yes. That that promotes a return. You know? Yeah, 100%. Like the kicking team wants you to return it cuz they don't want you to get it they don't want they don't want a touchback, you know, cuz then you get it all the way out to the 35. Yep. So anyway, very interesting. I love that the NFL you got to hand to the NFL. They 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 definitely when they see problems, they get right at
4: fixing them. For the most part, I I would agree with that. They really I, do. I, I think there's certain things that the NBA needs a little bit of. Like that. I think we I saw a headline that we may not be getting close to overturning that whole touchback out of the end zone um call, you know when you fumble out of the end zone yeah. and it goes back to the it goes to the 20 for the other team. A lot of people hate that one. I I do too. <clears> I think <throat> I don't think it should be a turnover, but uh it should be treated like ball going out of bounds. I don't know why that hasn't been fixed yet, but you're right. For the most part, when something wor- doesn't work, they fix it. And sometimes when the fix doesn't work, they fix that. Remember when they made pass interference reviewable for a year after the whole Mikkel Robey-Coleman oh, thing? Oh, yeah, and they the, did, didn't they? For one year, they made pass interference. And they didn't like it. No, because the results were all over the map. People would think, well, for sure that's interference. And they'd say, well, no, not we don't think so. They're like, this doesn't work. They took it away. Yeah, I thought it... See, I I disagree. I thought it did work. I think it I thought it worked great for the really blatant calls. Yeah. But
0: uh, you know, I Bill Belichick always said this and I always agree with him. He said everything should be reviewable. Everything. And I totally agree with that. I mean, if you if you get eyeballs on it and you look at it and you go, "Well, that is or isn't." That's I mean, it's not perfect, but I I don't see why I mean, I do see why they don't do that. It's just time. Um in stoppages of play and everything, but at the same time, you know, if you want to get it right, I don't know why you can't review everything. A heating and cooling uh, poll question today. It is uh, at 1080 the fan on X. Today we're asking you, fan court storming, what say you? It's dope or ban it? And right now, 53% say it's dope. They agree with us. 47% Say ban it. There is a little late-breaking news on that today, and I forgot to throw it in the hot five. But uh, Brett Yormark at the Big 12 came out and said they are meeting on a call tomorrow to discuss court storming. Something bad happens to Duke, and albeit get everybody on the horn, bat signal goes up. Got to we got to talk about it. I had a game at at um, I tell you that one of the things I like about court storming is that I just think it's a fun thing for students. At college, I think it's a fun part of the college experience. It's part of why you know they go to games. It's 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 sort of a vibe because it doesn't happen every game. But if you're at a game, if you've ever been at a college game where there was the court storming vibe, I certainly was at at uh, Allen Fieldhouse at Kansas, where they do not storm the court, at least in basketball. Um, We had a game. They played UCLA when I was a student there one year. This is in the I do we've, we've talked about this before, I had to look it up, I never remember, I think it's like 1995, right after UCLA won the um, championship with Jim Herrick, they came to Allen Fieldhouse the next year, and I think they were ranked, they were top 2 or 3 team in the country, and um, Kansas was good, Jock Vaughn and those guys, and uh, we were down like 15 points at half, maybe even closer to 20, and... The second half, dude, they came out of the locker room, and that place, I have never heard that place louder. And that place is freaking loud. It is a great place to view sports. Best in the country. And in the second half, they blitzed them, beat them like 50 to 30 in the second half. And Jacques Vaughn had this spin move in the, in the lane that was just top 10 sports center highlight. The place just went nuts. That was, like, that vibe was so fun. Yeah. So fun. And that would have been, you know, it was at Kansas, so we don't do that, but it would have been a storm the court type of Mm -hmm. game. And And I had... It was going to be so fun. Like, that, that, I just, having been a part of that, I just think storming the court is actually a really cool thing for college sports and college fans. And I get that there are some dangers, but... Not much has occurred over the years in terms of uh, problematic behavior. It really hasn't been much. It's
4: proven itself until this year with these two collisions, Caelin Clark and it. Filipowski. Yeah. Th- those two collisions aside, it's usually a completely harmless event. So I'm for keeping it.
0: Yeah, I just think like if you if you've ever been a part of it, like you know that everybody's just out like it's just a vibe. Like they're having a good time. They're not there to take out Philip
4: Ka- Filipowski or whatever his name is. So I I admitted to. Uh, maybe using some poor judgment and storming the court. My freshman year in an NIT game, I did get the chance to storm the court when Oregon beat a number one UCLA team at Mac at uh, MacArthur Court before it was Matthew Knight. Oh, really? Awesome! It was it was really great. It was yeah. a Aaron Brooks led team.
0: And then you get out there and you jump up and down.
4: Yeah, you just and everyone really high fives each other and you kind of hug random yeah. people and it's right. great. <laughs> yeah. So what is your so the NIT game was Colorado? Yeah. It was nationally televised. It was on. <laughs> it was on. And with that the NIT, the better team gets to gets to host their game usually because, like, yeah. no one's going to go see right. a neutral site game between two teams that didn't make the tournament. So Oregon was hosting Colorado, and they are down bad. I, I'd have to go back and look. It was, like, 16 or 17 that they were down. And Luke Jackson just took over in the second half. It ended up being his last game as a duck, uh, or last last game at MacArthur Court, I should say. Um, and, and he scored 31 of Oregon's last 33 points to lead the comeback. And it was a... Individual performance worthy of celebration, but I don't think I needed to go mob <laughs> the court for an NIT game. But I wasn't alone. I wasn't alone. Yeah, but you said you were front row, so you led the charge. I was among those leading the charge. You I guess. were William Wallace. I was not quite see I, I would have had to be like a leader of the pit crew. I was not. It was Yeah, but
0: how do you figure out like you're gonna storm the court? Like how does that work?
4: Literally, like two or three guys next to me just like bolted as soon as the zeros went up. I'm like, Yep, me too. So if and... one
0: or two people on the front row do it everybody's like, ah, oh,
4: cool. I, well, for, I'm going for to, something like that where it's the NIT and you might not think to do it, I mean, when you take out number one, everybody knows it's happening, right? Like, that, the game that they beat yeah. UCLA, like, it wasn't... It's understood. It was like there was just a buzz waiting for it, yeah, kind of, you exactly. know? exactly,
0: and that's the fun of it right there.
4: That That is the, especially if you're kind of a fringe sports fan, like... People like to go to the big game where the upset might happen. And then if you've got that lead, there's that buzz and that tension in the building. Like, can we make it to zero before they catch up to us? And if not, we're we're going wild. It, that's an awesome feeling.
0: Yeah. I think that's hilarious. You guys stormed the court for the NIT. That's right. And that shows you right That Doesn't that say everything right there? I was that, just a
4: freshman who wanted to be part of it. Th-
0: these college kids are so dumb. And they, they'll they storm the court for the NIT. It's Again, it's just a vibe. It's like, to, to us, we're like, what are you doing? But to them, they're in it, man. It's fun.
4: They're going to go out there, get their selfies. You know? This was pre-selfie. I didn't even think we had smartphones.
0: So which is worse? Buckley storming the court for the NIT or Will Ortner, who admitted this morning on the morning show that he stormed the court for an East or a central Washington volleyball game.
4: I'm guessing I'm worse here because that central Washington volleyball game probably meant something bigger than the NIT game meant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think it's, I I, don't, I respect it. The yeah. volleyball storm.
4: Oh yeah. I respect that. Get that kind of enthusiasm from your fan base. You've earned it. Good job, ladies. All right.
0: Coming up next, we'll get to uh, Anthony Kim. And I heard that fans were booing the Zers last night. Is that true? Were you out there?
4: <laughs> I was with not your out. One dollar ticket. I was not out there, nor the were lasers. they available on YouTube TV. Oh, so. you didn't see them? No. I just Ooh. I saw their box score. I saw a little bit of it, dude. Three for thirty-two from deep, and which included two threes in like the last couple minutes. It was bad. Yeah. So we'll get to that
0: coming up. It is 5 28. Thanks for being here with us. Let's go to Back with Sports Center.
2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Well, it's official. Buckley uh, just brought his uh, laughing baby video in here, and it does not beat my neighbors. I think my neighbor's is cuter.
4: It was a better laugh for your neighbor, for sure. I would say that my baby is just as, if not more cute, but <laughs> that'll be a debate for another you day. You do have a very cute baby. I don't know if it beats my neighbor's, but... Cute kid. Your neighbor's baby has a lot more hair. Yeah, yeah. Our baby had more hair, and then it kind of... Isn't uh, yeah, funny? It's like his, like, uh, his puppy coat. Like, went away. And that was uh, real dog hairs coming in.
0: Vancouver 4 text line. 1998 Civil War in Corvallis. Double overtime. Beeves win. We pre-ran onto the field when everybody thought the game was over, but there was a flag, so the game finished with the entire ring of people around the entire stadium down on the sideline. It
4: was effing awesome. I remember something nearly identical. The Oregon-Arizona triple overtime game I think Mazzoli was the quarterback. It was probably 9 It was in the desert, and Arizona thought they had won that game. And their fans all jumped down like 8- to 10-foot ledges because they thought they were going to storm the field. And then Oregon tied the game late, and it we went to Triple OT, and these idiot fans had to just stand on the sideline because they couldn't <laughs> climb back up into the stands and watch their team
0: lose. I remember that. I remember that so well. That's so right. Man, I love it. Storm in the court, storm in the field. It's awesome. It's a vibe. It's fun. Don't take that away from fans. No. Um, okay, so a buddy of mine texted me. <laughs> he said, we were talking about the, well, briefly going to talk about the Blazers uh, losing last night. It's not really worth talking too much about it. Because, well, look, the Blazers suck. We know that. And it looks like maybe they're pulling the shoot for the second half. I think your guys over under bed is...
4: Uh, Quite safe. I ran the math again today. We are now on pace for under 22 wins, which is yeah. great. You guys are fine. You have the over-under at 28.5. So, Sue and I both took 28.5, but I actually split my bet up, and I got a little extra juice to go under 25.5. Dude, you guys so. are fine. You are fine. I, mean, I hope
0: so. Well, and not only that, but you don't want to win games. There's no incentive to win games moving forward.
4: No, they would have to like catch a hot streak at this point, which they don't want to do, so they shouldn't. So he
0: said he took his kids to the Blazers game last night because I saw on Sean Heikin's Twitter that Blazer fans were booing them. And look, they were awful last. What they? What were they?
4: They started the Fourth. game one of thirty from three. <laughs> they finished three of thirty-two. Wait,
0: which is worse, Blazers one of thirty, or the Beavers one and thirty on the road?
4: I think the one and thirty on the road might be worse.
0: In an NBA game. I don't one know. One for 30?
4: Dude. What if your NBA team was one in 30 on the road? Has that ever even happened? Three for 30? Or three for 32? I don't know, but I feel like an NBA team only winning one out of 30 road games would be a bigger issue.
0: Well, no. You're right. Because it's just over a long period. Although that's kind of what the
4: Pistons are doing this year. One out of 30? I know. God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he said... Um, Simons was 0 for 8?
0: Yeah. He said he, he, he said he wouldn't call it booing but it was audible grumbling.
4: Which la- seems fair. And that, that is, well, booing would be fair. But Even I, booing, like, that. that is how a paying I customer lobbies I their, get, or, or, like, levies their discontent. Yes, you're allowed to boo, that's fine. You paid your money, boo.
0: But I, you know, my
4: advice would be, let's just lay off the young team. Well, also, what are you expecting with this squad? I mean, maybe you expect a better effort against Charlotte, who also sucks and has the same number of wins as you do, but, I mean... You're not there to watch them. Well, I guess you are. Maybe you're there to watch a competitive basketball game, but certainly you can't be expecting this team to be competitive.
0: I tell you what. What I watched of last night's Blazers game between the the Zurs and the Hornets. I got to be honest. I'm amazed you watched them. I I did tune in to it a little bit. I I don't think I have ever seen worse basketball
4: ever. Wow. From both sides or just just the Blazers? Yeah, Charlotte sucks. Because yeah, they they also are not very good. No,
0: it's just that was so bad. Like when the NBA bad NBA
4: is as bad as it gets. Well, the NBA supposedly has a scoring problem. There's not enough defense. This game was 93 to 80. It was trash. (laughs) It was such trash. It was
0: abnormally bad. but you know, it's a one-off. I mean, you know, it's like yeah, two bad teams playing, and it's just a bad shooting. Eh, just, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't make too much of it. And I certainly wouldn't boo them. But at the same time, that was hot garbage. Yeah.
1: You piece of
0: garbage. Hot, smelly, awful garbage.
4: I just realized tomorrow was supposed to be the only national TV game of the year that they got. Because they're hosting the Heat, because it was supposed to be Dame's first return oh, to Portland. Really? They scheduled it when everyone thought Dame was going to Miami.
0: Huh? How's ma- he doing?
4: And maybe they've—I uh, actually just looked at their record today. I think they're thirty-one and twenty-five. They're—they're
0: they're pulling it out. They're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're they're a playoff it together. team in
4: the East, but they've been—but
0: are they getting it together? Because I know they struggled.
4: I don't know that. At the I don't start know. of the year. There was yeah, there was talk about Jimmy Butler discontent and things like yeah. that. So. See, this is
0: why you don't pay attention to the NBA until. Right around now, yeah, because you know these teams, they, they got time; they'll get it together. The Bucks are getting it together. Warriors were getting it together,
4: yeah, until they blew it to the Nuggets. Yeah, well, the Nuggies are tough. Yeah, but the Warriors blow leads like it's going out of style. <clears throat> are you worried about them? Oh yeah, but I've been worried about Your them. Your dubs? I think I, I think that the window might be shut. On yeah, the... I would agree. So yeah, I mean, I guess I'm down on them in that way, but I still like them.
0: So should you ever, is it ever acceptable to boo a young team in the middle of a rebuild? Sure.
4: Yeah, you don't mind? Here's the thing. If the, I I guess it's, maybe it's a fine line, which doesn't bode well for sports fans collectively because we don't acknowledge fine lines very well, but I, I think there's a difference if there's a team, if there's a fan base that is consistently down on a young team that's trying to get better. I feel like the Blazers have had plenty of support for this really terrible team this year. And in a game, when you play another bad team and you play that poorly, sure. Yeah. Why why not? I yeah. mean, are, are the young guys, like, supposed to be, like, kid-gloved and protected from it? I don't think so. So, it's not like I think that they should, you know, come out of the woodwork and be blowing up these guys' social medias about how terrible they are at the game of basketball, but... You know, some grumblings. I think in a game where you only score eighty points, yeah, that that that's fair. <laughs> Once you take your butt out, of here? four of thir- Four of thirty-two was that the final? Three of,
0: Three of thirty-two started.
4: One of thirty. Yeah, my buddy said the pilots would have beat them than- last <laughs> time. <laughs> oh, we're doing that whole thing. Could Alabama beat the worst team in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course they couldn't. But I mean, you know, that was a rough night. Could the Houston Cougars basketball team, number one in the land, beat the Blazers? Probably could have had a better shooting
0: percentage. Probably could have. And he said there was a lot of laughing at how bad they were in their whole section. The whole sections are making fun of the team now. It's just a sad state of affairs over there. <laughs> All right. Um uh, we're not gonna have time for the richest sports teams talk. We'll we'll get to that tomorrow. You sent this uh, over to us and I always love these the, the yeah, those franchise fun. valuations. The latest franchise valuations. This one comes from Sportico, the 2024 rankings of the top 100 in the world, uh, most valuable franchises in the world. Some interesting numbers. Where the Blazers fall? Where the Seahawks fall? The Mariners? And uh, there's a new uh, team in the top five. As a matter of fact, the Warriors were second, which I thought was interesting. I of the top five most valuable
4: franchises
0: in all of sports and this includes european soccer. I would not have had the warriors in the top 5.
4: I'm not sure I would have yeah, I, I don't know that I would have even had them in the top 10 if we're being honest. I'm thinking eh. close, but yeah. I'm thinking teams like the the marquee brands like I think Cowboys, Yankees, Lakers, Red Sox uh exactly. your and then of course your european soccer teams, your Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester United, right. like those all came to mind thinking they could be ahead of Golden State, but Golden State up there at number 2.
0: But the thing I want to point out is how, and we'll do this tomorrow, Suke will be back, he'll he'll weigh in on it, but the, the richest sports teams, they're not very good, man. They they aren't winning a lot of championships, and I think that makes a lot of sports fans happy. So that'll be tomorrow. Up next, though, he is back. It's 542 on the fan. All right, coming up in the club, I'm going to gift Buckley a mansion because I'm that nice of a guy. right. Yeah, but there is a catch. Uh, so the news came out over the weekend, a little gaff here, uh, that Anthony Kim is looking to make a return to professional golf. Well, maybe he wasn't looking to make a return to, pres- to professional golf, but the Saudis come calling and throw a bag of cash at you. Uh, that may make you perk up, even if you don't want to return. And that's what has happened with Anthony Kim. He is uh, headed to the, the live tour. He's not going to be on one of their teams, but he's, he's going to play like as a wild card or something. He's going to play how in this. That, I, I, never I mind. I was going to
4: ask you, but I don't care. I, not, don't I don't care, not care But like, whatever. He's no. out there golfing. I don't get how he would do it not on a team, but he is. A
0: good yeah, player. I'm with you on that. That format is so stupid. The team format with Liv, I just, I think it's so dumb. I don't care. I don't watch. Now, here's the thing. I I got to tell you. John Rahm signs with Liv, and he's the best player in the world. And, and live got him. And that still doesn't get me. A huge golf fan who watches golf every week. I was watching the Mexico Open, dude. That doesn't get me to watch live. Liv, I still don't even know where to find live. I, I couldn't agree it more. Maybe it was I, on the just, CW at one point, but that's all I know. It's just not a thing. And they've gotten a lot of guys, and they got the best player in the world. And yet, I don't watch it. And I think a lot of people don't watch it because the PGA Tour still has... The best tour, and it still has the best competition, and it still has most of the best guys. There's, there's a lot of guys out there that make the PGA tour still very compelling. Live, it just doesn't register, and the format is stupid. I will say though, Anthony Kim is the one guy that I may tune in to live to watch.
4: Like, I want to see what's going on with this dude. Interesting. Interesting. He's fascinating. And I I would agree, but I think that what I would be wants to do is then just to look up his Twitter highlights after the round. Yeah, maybe so. Like I don't I still don't think it's moving the needle for me to go find the broadcast. I guess if I if I stumbled on it and he were playing, maybe that would that would move the needle for me, but yeah. I tell you what, this guy had it. He was so he won
0: 3 times on the PGA Tour in 2008 and 2010, and he was on the U.S. Ryder Cup team, uh, he he was the guy they put out for. I can't. I remember which Ryder Cup it was, but the U.S. He they put him out first, and he led the charge and beat whoever. I think maybe he beat Sergio Garcia or something, and just was and he kicked his ass and set the. But he was tone. pretty brash doing it. Totally brash, yeah. like he was our guy. Like dude, Anthony Kim was so fun, a cool dude. A really fun guy to watch play, immensely talented, interesting guy. I, I remember watching a thing on uh, Golf Channel once. It was Anthony Kim and Tiger Woods, and they were given this little. They were filming it, and it was like this fifteen second vignette where they were with a bunch of people who won a spot to um, get like a, um, you know, like a clinic with them. And they were asking Tiger, you know, like Tiger Woods, you know, like, uh, how do you hit this shot and how do you hit that shot? And Tiger like, well, you know, it's a very technical and I usually do this with my hands on this and that. And they were asking Anthony Kim the same questions about these shots. And he's like, dude, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just hit it. I just, however I feel. It's like, ah, I feel like that could be a good shot. He's immensely talented. In other words, just... Not super golf guy, just a dude who was really good at golf. Well, the story behind him is that he blew out his Achilles and had to have surgery in 2012. <clears throat> he quits because he got he he took out an insurance policy on himself and he got 10 million bucks or whatever it is. I don't know that they know ex- the exact number, but he he basically just quit golf because he just cashed in the insurance policy and lived off of that. And I guess he was in Dallas. He lives in Dallas and was partying. And like he not only quit, but he kind of disappeared. Like nobody really. Yeah, he basically. I mean, for
4: there were all no his purposes, Like he's, he fell off the face of the earth. He was he's just disappeared in... from golf. At least
0: everybody knew he was in Dallas, but he he didn't appear often on social media or anything. He didn't. He just was not. Apparently, he was not golfing. Uh, he went through some some injury things and he couldn't in order to cash that insurance policy, he couldn't play professional golf. He could choose to stay out on tour and rehab and go back out on tour and earn money that way. Or he could just cash in the policy. Well, he took the 10 million and just went and partied. Well, now he's back because Liv said, Hey, you're interesting.
4: Golf fans will like to watch you play how much you want. What would, do you happen to know what was the period of time he wasn't allowed to play? Like, as you said he could have gone back out and yeah. So I, I want, I mean, like it, Certainly, that kind of thing I would imagine contractually has a shelf life, like five years or ten years, or I mean, certainly not ten because I think it was more recent than that. Well, no,
0: I I, I want to say it's ten because it it's it's um, it was 2012 and in okay, yeah. 2022 it would coincide with a ten year sure. okay. ten million dollars something like that where now he's able to return. But the thought is too that the, I mean the, he's very mysterious. Like he just nobody knows if he's even been playing golf. The word was that he didn't even, he wouldn't even play recreationally so he's now at live and instantly is the most interesting thing at live instantly yet even with John Rahm over there I, I probably won't tune in I think Buck's right I'll just see the highlights because he's know, look. he's probably not gonna be that good um, but you know if the PGA Tour can get him back out there course they wouldn't
4: pay him the way the sound maybe live can do something where they like mic him up or do something yeah. uh, add a little production value well they should. They, they, they should they should they should utilize him if this is the cutting edge do whatever we want to her then make it interesting and do something like that and that's got to be like the longest gap can you think of another athlete because he captivated
0: a lot of people i know mm-hmm. some of you aren't golf fans you're like oh, who's this guy but in golf he was a big deal he was the young hot shot he was the upstart he was the guy
4: yeah i'm trying to think of guys who took a, a hiatus whether yeah. it was because of injury or think of. I, a... mean, I mean they're like baseball players who like went to the world war and then came back like after a couple years but nothing like a decade think of a longer gap between i don't know that i can think of one a I...
0: guy in his prime can you? and the comeback
4: no, I was. I thought about it today. I, I couldn't, especially because we've even seen the guy is still in the sport, but he's just faltered. He's not been as good, and he has a, a resurgence in his game. Right. But that guy has still been playing. When we've seen that happen, he hasn't exactly. just disappeared from the sport completely. Yeah. This is new, new territory. There's
0: nothing like this.
4: What has happened with him?
0: And I have want him to be really good and compelling and interesting, and then maybe show up in majors.
4: Because I loved him, that's my guy. What are the chances that he's competitive again? I mean, we oh, have man, no idea where his game's not. at, but like, I'm cu- I'm curious if he can yeah, even be. I doubt it. He might just be
0: a little novelty act out there, and he knows that he doesn't carry gravity. Cash-, cash checks. Yeah, cash checks, man. Go partying. I don't know, but I, I I root for him, and I and I'd also like to see. Like, I feel like it's kind of lost if Liv gets him, which they did. Do not just throw him out there as a golfer. Freaking interview him, mic him up, make
4: like, that's tell what I'm him. saying. Make it, make it not an event, so to speak, because he's not like a show pony. But like, get some mileage out of this.
0: Well, no, I think you got to tell his story. Yes, yeah. What's been going on with it? What everyone wants to know about Anthony came is what the hell's been going on with him? What happened? Where have you been? Mm-hmm. What, what? How did you feel during that time? What, ha- what, what's been going on? If you can. Package that and explain that. That's way better than having him out on the course. For sure. So maybe Liv will be smart and do that. I don't know. Or he just grabs the bag, plays a week, and then he's out of there. I don't know. We'll see. But that's kind of cool that he's back. One of my favorite, low-key favorite athletes, Anthony Kim. Or sportsman, let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah,
4: I didn't. Fo- I wasn't following golf super closely at that point in time, but, I, but he was a big enough deal that I, I remember him well. He kind of added some fun to the game, you know? Yeah, I mean cuz he was In he was a little bit like I don't know, fun aggressive young guy post Tiger. It brash. was kind of like the next like he obviously wasn't Tiger's generation. He was after after that, but I think he was supposed to be kind of one of those cutting edge young guys.
0: Yeah, golf needed yeah, golf golf needed that at that time.
4: Still does. Yeah, it was
0: 2008 Ryder Cup. Go look it up. He, he beat Sergio Garcia five and four Woo, in, the, in the first match of singles. Huge, because Sergio was such a little bitch and everyone hated him.
4: <laughs>
0: Americans hated Serge and Kim just took him down, waving the flag, getting the fans all fired up. Love it. All right, the club is next. I'm going to gift a mansion to Buck. Nice. But there is a catch. Mm. Does he do it? It's 556 on the fan.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy
2: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.